This is Larry Dobrow, MMM Senior Editor, and welcome to the MMM Podcast. We have a really cool podcast today. Um, it's one on virtual internships, and we have Bo Golieber, the head of philanthropy at Fingerpaint, um, set to join us. Um, before we get going, however, just one or two quick plugs. Um, June 25th will be MMM's next virtual event. It's called MMM Convene Crisis Control. For more information on that, please check out our digital channels. Um, we hope to have you with us for it. It should be a great program. So yeah, today's uh, podcast is being brought from you, uh, brought to you from our very exclusive studio. Today, it's in my son's bedroom. Um, I negotiated a deal that he gets to claim my office and play video games, and I get to have the quiet of his bedroom. So Bo, many thanks for joining. I hope your uh, workspace is just as uh, colorful as mine is right now. Actually, it really is. Thank you so much for having me. My daughter is actually holed up in her bedroom with the dog to make sure that he didn't bark in the middle of this. So yeah, we all got to do what we got to do. I think we're so used to kid invasions, dog invasions, every other pet invasion that at this point, it's almost derigory, barely notice it anymore. Exactly. So yeah, you know, um, um, I think, you know, Fingerpaint had reached out about the virtual internships it will be doing um, in place of the more traditional ones. And, you know, we're hoping to hear more about it because I think there are a lot of companies that would love to make this work if they could figure it out. Um, they have not been able to do so just yet. So um, before we get going on that, tell me a little bit about your role. You're the head of philanthropy at the agency. Um, obviously that in involves some some involvement with the internship program, but um, give, me, give me kind of the bigger picture take on the overall role. Sure. So um, in about 2013, I became the head of philanthropy for Finger Paint because we um, are committed to philanthropy as being one of our core values. So I was hired and that was really my full time job was to figure out how we could keep our staff engaged with our community and with each other in really meaningful ways. And then it became apparent that um, we really wanted to beef up an internship program. We, we had had a few interns here and there, but no one was really overseeing it. And I had a great idea that we could really weave the internship program in with our philanthropy by pairing them with a nonprofit project for a pro bono marketing project for the summer. So once we kind of pitched that idea, everyone was like, that's a really great way to create a robust internship program. And that's how everything was born. So the role is really both, it's kind of like two full-time jobs in one throughout the year. Um, and it it's an awesome way to connect with our interns, which hopefully will become future employees. And um, they get a, a firsthand look at the commitment to philanthropy as well. Um, tell me about, and you know, certainly you touched on this with your last answer, but tell me a little bit about what the typical finger paint internship was um, prior to this year. Um, you know, certainly the philanthropy focus, but um, what what did it involve? Um, you know, what were some of the I don't want to say requirements, but what were some of the tasks that the interns worked on? So we hire interns for each of the disciplines within the company. So everything from a copyright intern um, to a design intern to a project manager intern. Um, account interns. So each one of them, as we find candidates, we find people who have specific interests in those roles. So we put out um, job descriptions just like we would for any new hire. And then when we bring them in, they become part of the intern team in that particular office. And we do this at each one of our offices. So um, and then we pair them up with their manager who has them work on day to day stuff, some client work, and they get the ins and outs of the pharma industry and kind of get the you know, firsthand look at what it's like to be part of a team that's working on the client work. 
And then the other part of their day is spent working on this intern project with the nonprofit. So it gave us a way to really fill their schedule. I think sometimes internships are tricky because their managers can struggle to fill their whole day with stuff and it can be hard. So we realized that the project gave them the opportunity to fill the other part of their days when they're not working directly with their manager. Um, to that end, how large is the typical finger paint intern class? So usually we average about 20 this year, 20 across the whole, across the, the four offices. This year we're doing 23 across four offices. Um, the decision to make the internships virtual this year. Um, tell us a little bit about that, kind of the thinking behind it and really the decision to continue on with it rather than to cancel as so many other companies have. Yeah, I mean, it definitely took some soul searching for us. Um, I mean, I think overall we were really excited because when we made the decision, as soon as we realized the COVID situation wasn't going to be short term, we made a, the switch for remote working for our regular staff pretty quickly. And thankfully that went really well. There was no interruption in productivity. When it came time to think about the interns around April, I started to think about it and I'm like, you know, these kids, their lives are already so disrupted with, you know, having to finish out their school year. We've already, we get our offers out to them in February. So here's 23 interns who had offer letters in February thinking they've got a job set up for the summer. The last thing we wanted to do was be like, hey, your summer job and your internship were canceled. Um, and so I had to really think about, can we can we do this? And so I reached out to my key players, which really involved the people and culture team, our IT guys, obviously, with everything being remote and our leadership. And I said, you know, I think we can do this. Like, I was a little bit intimidated, but I'm. if you guys are on board, I think we can do this. And um, everybody said, yeah, we know we can do it because we're doing it right now with ourselves. You know, we've had some amazing, you know, amazingly, we've had new hires during this process and they've all said it's gone really well. So we figured, all right, we just have to apply it to 23 interns. And I'm so glad we did because the interns response was, thank you so much. I don't know what I would have done if this was canceled because I think they're all really looking forward to it. So we consider it sort of a an opportunity within the challenge to, um, you know, for both us and for them. Um, when you said early in that answer about some of the soul searching that was done, was it was it largely about the logistics of it? I mean, certainly the intention to, you know, basically follow through on the program was there. Was that was that mostly it? Just figuring out how to make it work? Um, you know, my wife works in publishing and they are continuing their intern program as well. But basically nobody has any clue how to how to make it happen. Um, was, was that kind of the the main consideration when you first started uh, weighing the idea of going virtual? Yeah, I think it comes down to this, like I'm I'm in charge of the internship program, but I realize now if it's a remote thing, I'm relying on so many other people who already have so much else on their plate. So it's one of those things where you might have one intention, but you're also now asking everyone else to dig really deep and say, can you add this on top of, you know, managing a completely different lifestyle working from home. And I feel incredibly fortunate that there wasn't any hesitation from, you know, I mean, our IT team has so much on their plate, making sure this is going well. And now they've got to figure out how to set up 23 interns with the right tools to make sure they can do it. And they were like, yeah, we're in. And all the managers were like, okay, we're in. And I was just, you know, so excited to know that I think they all took it really seriously too. They didn't want to be the ones to say, you know, let's not give them this opportunity. I mean, they would have been without a summer job. And so I'm psyched that we were able to pull it together. Um, you alluded to this uh, earlier, but some of the responses when, you know, I assume um, a message went out to the intern class that, hey, you know, we're going to go through with this. It's going to be a little bit different, but, you know, 
hold on, you know, we're going to figure this out for you. What, what were some of the things that you heard from them? Um, I, most of them said, thank you so much. Thank you so much for not canceling. Um, you know, I think this is going to be really fun. I'm excited to work with the other interns and get to meet them. There was nobody saying, like, I, I wasn't sure, right? I sent it out and easily they could have responded, never mind, I'm not interested. Or, you know, I had no idea what I was going to get. And there wasn't a single negative response. Every single one of them was, I think, both relieved and grateful that um, they were going to get this opportunity. So that made me really happy too. It shows me they're up for the challenge, which is awesome. That's the thing. I mean, there were logistical challenges on the intern side as well. You know, um, obviously they expected to, you know, get in a car or get in mass transit and come to an agency. Now they're doing it from, you know, possibly a sibling's bedroom, you know, the family room everywhere else. So, you know, the fact that they were able to, you know, work out the challenges on their end too, good for them. Yeah, I'm really proud of them. I'm in the, you know, what's really important is the communication with them. And, um, you know, I think in the last email I wrote to them, you know, if you're feeling anything but excited, please reach out to me so we can work through it. Because I want to make sure I, I understand um, that there's probably some apprehension and some nerves about, you know, for many of them, this is their first like job at an agency. I'm sure many of them have worked before. But, you know, so for a lot of them, this is a big step for them in many ways. And now they've got to pile the remote thing onto it. So I just want to make sure that they know that they have the full support of our team and we're going to be learning and growing together. So I keep reiterating that to them. And hopefully that gives them the reassurance that, like, we'll figure it out. Um, did anyone take you up on that you know, offer? You know, like, OK, I'm feeling a little anxiety. I'm feeling a little, you know, nervousness, anything along those lines? Or was it mostly no, no, mostly positive, like smiley faces and exclamation points. And, <laughs> you know, some questions like, I want to make sure I'm set up right, you know, because there's certainly the, the technological side of it that you just want to make sure everything's good to go. Um, but really, it's it's mostly just been logistical stuff. And we have been spending the past two days um, scheduling, which I think is probably just one of the biggest logistical challenges is just now everything is a meeting, right? Like before we could grab together, you know, grab coffee in the kitchen. Now it's like everything has to be set on the calendar. So, um, and you're scheduling, you know, four different intern teams with separate managers for each one of them, checking schedules, looking at calendars. So that's the only thing I would say that's just a logistical challenge. But overall, I mean, we're cruising and we're really excited. I can't believe it's here already on Monday. You know, that, that actually, this might actually be a question for, you know, once the internships start, uh, the virtual internship, yeah, excuse me, virtual internships start moving. But in, in a way, is it going to be a challenge to kind of get that sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, sort of that intangible part of the internship, the whole get used to working in an office. Um, I remember the one internship that I had during college, it was as much about figuring out how to work with other people, how to basically shut my mouth, except when I needed to be heard <laughs> as it was, you know, the work itself. Um, is that something which you'll be able to work through or is that really just, well, you know, we're going to try it and we'll see how it goes. I mean, I feel pretty confident in our ability to work through that stuff. They have to collaborate a lot. I mean, our whole business is built on collaboration, um, both, you know, just for regular workers and through the internship program. So I think that they're going to have to collaborate no matter what. Some of the things I'm most excited about is the increased collaboration, because now there's no geographical barriers as there were before. You know, sometimes it would be very office specific. But what I decided to do for this year is for all of the big 
meetings and for just a lot of engagement and opportunity to sort of hang out and and spend time together socially, quote unquote. Um, I'm doing all company Zoom meetings with everybody so that we'll get an opportunity to meet the other interns and spend more time with them collectively, which I think will be kind of something we didn't necessarily think about doing before. So that excites me. Um, and we're also trying to make sure in addition to the work, which will keep them busy, well, one of the things that's so great about finger paints culture is obviously our um, sort of, we just, we all like each other. We're a very social group. And so because we're not going to have the opportunity to do that and gather in the bistro like we normally would, um, I'm going out of my way to schedule like trivia nights and themed meetings with them where they can come and wear their college t-shirt and we can just chat so that they feel relaxed and, um, you know, social, socially engaged in addition to the work stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about the intern class. I think you said uh, 23 strong. Um, what are some of their defining traits? Um, what are some of the things that you're most excited about now that they're coming in? So most of them are marketing majors um, and have some interest in, you know, the industry, um, not necessarily pharma. So it's always fun to see them get the insight into the pharma world. I think that's always exciting to watch them kind of have their eyes open to how they can apply their skill set in whether it's design or copy into that pharma side. Um, one thing I'm really excited about, we we have medical interns, medical strategy interns throughout the year, but we never had one start simultaneously with our interns. So I'm really excited about that. This year we have one starting in Saratoga um, who's going to get to work with the interns on our project and with their team. Um, that's exciting. We also have someone working out of the New Jersey office this year on the, on the patient advocacy and engagement side, which is exciting. She's, I think, a communications major, but has an interest in that patient advocacy and engagement. And we have someone in that role in New Jersey. So that's exciting for us because that's um, an intern that we've never had before. So what's really great about the way we do this is we can be really flexible and adaptable and see like what our current needs are. And then we proactively search for those candidates, knowing that, you know, this is the kind of stuff we want to have them work on when they're here. So um, I'm, I think this class in particular, most of them are juniors. Um, so, you know, they've had enough classes under their belt to be able to come in and, you know, work really strongly on the roles, um, both on the client side and on the project side. So, um, yeah, I think most of them have really strong communications backgrounds. Um, the design interns are obviously specifically in a design role. Um, so we're excited to see what they can do. We have no doubt that they'll bring lots of great stuff to the table. Um, this is a question that doesn't necessarily relate to, you know, virtual internships specifically, but overall, um, is, is, you know, some of the specifics that come with medical marketing, you know, what, you know, some of the specifics that come with what finger paint does, how, how tough are those to convey? I, I think there's a sense that, you know, there's marketing, but then there's pharma marketing. You know, obviously there are different regulations, there's MLR, there's FDA, there's everything else. How, how do you kind of introduce the intern classes to this without basically saying like, all right, well, here are the rails not to touch? It's a great question. I mean, we figured it out a couple of years ago that the best thing we could do was at the very first part of their onboarding, um, bring them into um, meetings with our medical strategy team. And we're now doing brand strategy overviews as well, pharma marketing 101, medical, um, media strat uh, medical strategy 101, giving them kind of all of the acronyms and 
<laughs> just as much of the overview as we can, because we know that when they sit in those meetings, they're going to hear things and not fully understand. And obviously we don't expect them to, but we have started looking at it from the perspective of, okay, if I was sitting in that meeting, even for me, I mean, I don't interact with that stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So I try to say, okay, if I was new to this business, what are some of the things I would need a heads up on before I sat in a meeting so that I, I'm not completely glazed over trying to figure out what they're saying. So we've shifted our focus around the onboarding to hit those marks so that they get that insight before they're even being turned over to their team. So they're not, you know, they've had it. It might not make a whole lot of sense to them in the moment while they're onboarding, but when they're then sitting in those meetings, it's kind of like, oh, that's what I learned in that onboarding meeting. So it starts to become a little more clear. So we've just had to shift our focus and, and remember that they don't come equipped with this stuff. We've got to teach it to them. The other big piece that I, I have to say is probably the most important is having intern managers who are really invested. And they're only going to be invested if you prepare them for what's expected of them. So that's another thing that we put a lot of our energy into. We do really intensive manager trainings to make sure that they understand what the expectations are, the best ways for them to interact with their interns. This is gonna be a challenge, right? People are managing their home lives with their kids and their workload on top of now having to manage an intern. So before we even said yes to this, we said, are you up for this? Do you think you can handle it? And everybody was like, absolutely, I'm totally into it. So. Um, you know, the most important thing is to make sure that we over communicate with them to make sure they have everything that they need. We do the manager's trainings to make sure they know what the day to day could look like. We give them sample schedules if they need to help do a mapping of what they want the day to look like. We send them the schedules of their onboarding so that they know what free time they have. Um, and it's really just a give and take from everybody to make sure that we're all communicating and everybody knows what's coming. Um, what does the intern manager training entail? Um, is it just a matter of like, all right, here's the amount of time they're going to need, or is it, you know, just essentially <laughs> basically helping them apportion how their time is going to be, I want to say assigned, but how their time is going to probably be a little differently apportioned while the interns are around? I think it's a combination of like task execution as well as like the emotional intelligence training, kind of reminding them. For some of these folks, a lot of times we'll pick intern managers where they're new to the management side of things because managing an intern is a great way for them to get their first hand at managing. So kind of just reminding them um, about what managing someone else entails, making sure that you're checking in. A lot of do's and don'ts, you know, that do um, make sure that you're checking in with them. And even if it's just to say, hey, what's your day look like? Don't assume that they know what you're thinking and vice versa. Don't assume that just because you hear from them that they're all set because they may be over there thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from my manager today. You know, Maybe they don't think I'm doing anything. So reminding them on both sides to stay in touch. We're gonna, again, have to be really conscious of that this time because you know sometimes it's like out of sight, out of mind, right? So it's we've gotta go out of our way to make sure we stay at top of mind for everybody. I'll be sending little reminders like, hey, did you check in with your intern today? Just in case people are getting really busy. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be a, full-time job for me to make sure everybody feels like they're staying connected. Um, but the manager training is, a, it's really a combination of sort of the empathy side of things, making sure they're thinking outside of just the work stuff and also um, making sure that they understand what the days look like. And again, that project helps balance out the stress for the manager so that they don't feel like they've got to account for 30 hours a week for this intern. They've got something to balance it out with that project to help fill that other time. This was a little bit off topic, but um, what, what are some of the best traits 
historically in intern managers? You know, what are some of the characteristics that separate the really, really good ones from the people that are, you know, doing a fine and okay job at doing it? I think what I have found is intern managers who want to teach them and to help them grow. That's probably the most important quality because I think there are also intern managers who assume that the interns are there just to help them. And I think it's really important for the manager to realize that your job is also to help the intern and not for them to just to be able to help you. It really should be a give and take as any relationship should be. Um, while I don't think any manager should be left having to feel like they're babysitting an intern, we try to hire interns who can definitely hit the ground running and be effective. Um, but I think it is important for the intern manager to understand that there's a certain amount of teaching that goes along with that. And some people just aren't cool with that. They're It's not their thing. They're not teachers by nature. And that's not something that they feel comfortable with. And that's totally okay. So we try to select those managers who are eager, who, who look forward to supervising someone on their team and who have those skills inherently as wanting to be a leader. Uh, sort of the flip side of that last question, what, what are some of the best traits that you see in finger paint interns over the years? I would say for the past couple of years, the most important characteristic we have seen is the adaptability and flexibility. Um, that is really key for a successful intern because as you know, in this industry in a nutshell could turn on a dime, right? Now we've got COVID, which has completely turned us upside down on our heads. Um, last summer, we laugh about it because we were renovating our building um, and our interns, like no one really had a place to sit. So we just kind of were like nomads and that was fine. And they did awesome. So I feel like that adaptability and flexibility is probably first and foremost. And probably the next best thing I can say, and I've, you know, people, there's articles about this all over, is being coachable and teachable is really important. I think students, especially if they're older or they're, you know, in their senior year of college, a lot of times they come in thinking that they know everything. And it, I think it's really important to have a little sense of humility so that we can both, we learn from them and we want them to learn from us. And I think that um, that teachability and that coachability is a really important characteristic as well. Um, in, a very, in a larger sense, a lot of the things that we've talked about, especially what you just said about adaptability and flexibility, what, what are some of the bigger picture implications for the future of work? Um, I think on our side, you know, as a publisher, you know, we just figured out how to put together a 200 plus page print issue without ever once being in the same room. Um, I mean, in a way, is this the best training that interns are going to get now that the new normal has become something entirely different than what anyone envisioned? I think so. I think they're going to learn a whole different set of skills that we probably never could have seen coming. You know, they're going to learn what it's like to present on camera. I mean, in some ways, presenting in front of a group is now a given, whereas you might not have had to do that before. You're going to have to talk on TV, you know, to your classmates <laughs> the entire summer, which is not something they might have planned. Um, I think in terms of working remotely, learning how to collaborate and work with the team when you're not in the same room is really important. Learning how to communicate effectively. Listen, we've all been in a situation where we've tried to communicate via email or, you know, through an internal messaging system and things get lost in translation. Now more than ever, if we're not going to be able to be face to face, we're going to have to figure out how to communicate effectively and, you know, get our points across and make sure that we're remembering, you know, uh, that we're, we can't be there in person to strengthen that connection. We've got to do it all virtually now. So I think they're getting sort of a crash course in what the future might look like. And I think from a, a hiring perspective, 
more and more companies are probably going to look to say, wow, you know, these guys, look what they did during this time of remote working. I think, you know, it's going to be great for them to be able to say, I accomplished an entire pro bono marketing internship project and, you know, summer um, during the time of COVID from the comfort of my own home. Um, I think that's going to be something that looks really impressive on their resumes as they, you know, start to look for jobs in a couple of years. Which actually leads neatly into my last question for you, Bo. Um, in a way, you know, could virtual internships ultimately prove more valuable than, you know, traditional in-person ones simply because of what you just said? I mean, these are the skills of tomorrow as, you know, offices become more and more virtual and everything else. I mean, in a way, you know, nobody's fortunate because of, you know, the last couple of months have just been so awful on so many different levels. But I mean, is it possible that this is one positive outgrowth out of everything that we've dealt with? I think certainly to be able to say that we have adapted the way that we have is definitely a positive. Um, I think no matter what, there will there's always the potential to still have some things be lost by not being able to be in person. But I think it's more about making the best of a kind of a worst case scenario. In our case, canceling the internship wasn't going to be an option. Um, I'm interested to see what comes out of this summer. I can't predict it, but I already feel really good about how it's going to go. I'm not worried about um, losing connection or losing engagement. If anything, I think we're going to be overconscious about it. So we're going to be going out of our way to make sure we're doing a great job. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I think it could be the only option, but I certainly think it's a fair option moving forward for companies who have, you know, considered internships. Um, I mean, it could be a even an incorporation of both. Maybe it's, you know, you don't have to be in the office every single day, you know, that those are things um, I think we're going to learn from from both sides of it and see what we can take into the future for sure. We absolutely have to talk about this at the end of the summer. I'm very fascinated by how this is going to wind up going. And at some level, I'm kind of curious, are the interns, you know, once they meet virtually, you know, are they going to be kind of go off and off on their own, having their own Zoom calls, you know, kind of their the bonding that always happens among intern classes? I think it'll be a, you know, almost an experiment of sorts. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens. I would love to reconnect with you and let you know how it goes. And we have plans throughout to have the interns sort of document their experience as well. So we'll have stuff to share directly from them so that we uh, can tell you what they thought. All right. Very much looking forward to that later conversation and to seeing some of those materials. Thank you. And thank you so much for having us. We're, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited about it. So I can't wait to share more and let you know how it went. All right. Absolutely. Bo, thank you so much for your time here. That was Bo Golieber, the head of philanthropy at Fingerpaint, talking about the virtual internship program. And we're going to bother her about that again at the end of the summer when the program's finished. Bo, thank you again and hoping that you and yours continue to be safe and well. Thank you. You too, Larry. Take care. Okay. And that for MM, MMM. I can say our uh, I can say our name for MMM. I'm Larry Dobrow. Many thanks for listening, and we'll be back at you soon. Take care.